and I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Sheree Hardy, and today I will continue reading the book, the novel that I was reading, M. C. Higgins the Great. This book was written by, by Virginia Hamilton. If you have this book, feel free to follow along, but if you don't, it's quite okay. Get in a comfortable place, just get relaxed, and listen quietly to M. C. Higgins the Great. Jones had cut through the wall and clapboard of the house right on into Sarah's mountain. MC's room was a cave dug out of Sarah's site for him. The cave was always cool, no matter how the weather was outside. MC liked the space of it, with his bed made of oak jutting from the middle of a cave wall. He liked the way the walls were plastered and whitewashed, forever giving off a scent of lime. Jones had braced the ceiling with oak beams so that the mountain would not come falling down on MC in the dark of dreams. There was one light bulb hanging down from a beam. There was a straw rug. There were objects MC had collected and arranged on a block of wood and his clothes on hooks by the bed. That was all. It would take him no more than ten minutes to pack his belongings. There were no windows. MC put on dry clothes. From the block of wood, he took up the kitchen sparing paring knife. He kept clean and sharpened in case he felt like hunting. He tested the blade and then wrapped it in a piece of rabbit fur. Carefully, he pocketed the knife with the handle down. All three rooms, the cave, his parents' bedroom, and the kitchen were in a straight line. Jones had come into his own bedroom to put on dry, fresh work clothes and had gone back out to eat. MC stood in the cave buttoning his shirt. He could see all the children and Jones seated at the kitchen table, quietly eating. He didn't feel hungry. He felt worn out. As he watched the shadowy figures in the kitchen, his thoughts seemed to float away from him. He fell into a kind of reverie as he heard deep in his mind a wild creature's roar. He thought he must be out somewhere hunting in the hills when he was not quite old enough for the silence and the darkness. He must be tracking when he was not yet brave enough for the feel of tall black trees behind his back. He saw something, a silhouette there in the forest waiting for him. Or was he the image waiting for another part of himself to reach him? He tried to move toward it when a numbing cold rose around his ankles. It climbed to his knees, then to his neck. His leg muscles jumped, but he could not run. He was rooted to the mountainside as the sour and bitter mud of the spoil oozed into his mouth and nostrils. At the last moment before he suffered and died, he knew he was not outside. He was still in his cave, his fingers on the buttons of his shirt. Jones was turned around from the table. MC? MC shook himself, seemingly awake. What you standing there like that for? Jones said. Come on out here and get you something to eat. In a moment, MC had seated himself on the crate next to his father's chair. Jones looked at him narrowly and passed food to him, but said nothing. MC took a little to eat as Macy Pearl reached over and pressed her hand on his cheek. 
Her fingers came away wet with the sweat from his skin. You all were fighting outside the house, she said simply. Macy, you worry so much, Jones told her. She's not worrying, Harper said. She has to know. Stop it, Jones told him. We weren't fighting, he said. We were just playing, he glanced at MC. MC was silent, thinking about what he had seen in his mind just now in the cage. Abruptly, he said, the dude was here. They all stared at him. He was, Harper said. Uh, Mr. James K. Lewis, MC said, looking for Mama. He stopped uncertain whether this was the moment to tell his father they would have to leave. Mama won't be home until darkness, Harper said. I heard her say so when I was still asleep. At the mention of their mother, Macy suddenly began to cry. Tears fell to her cheeks like silver beads. Jones patted her a minute. She'll be home by darkness. You stop it now, he said. MC blurted out. He was looking to get Mama's voice down. Says he's coming back tonight for sure. Should have seen him with the best clothes and everything. Boots all muddy. He let me listen to his tape recorder. MC stared at all of them watching him. He going to take Mama out of here. Make some records with her. Macy sucked in her breath, her eyes glistening through tears. Lenny Poole began to bob up and down. Everybody says she's good, MC said eagerly. Dude couldn't wait to hear her. She's going to have to go. That's something, Jones said, clearly impressed. You sure you got it right? Sure, I'm sure, MC said. Well, if she's got to make records, she's got to make records, Jones said. She can't go off to Chicago by herself, MC said. He waited, afraid to breathe. Who said anything about Chicago, Jones said. That's where the dude come from, he told me, MC said. But that's not where they make the records, Jones said. All uh, Bonita has to do is catch the bus to Nashville. She'll be there in a few hours and be back in maybe two days. Nashville is where they make the records. Mama will be a star singer, Harper whispered. She's a stone singer right now, Joan said. But it'll take a little time for her to start her star to rise. Never doubting that it would rise, he laughed and began to eat again. Son, MC, sat silent. His mother would go to Nashville and they would stay behind. I had it too fast. They would have to wait for her to become a star and they didn't have time to lose. How am I going to get him to leave? Why come he can't see that spoil is going to fall when even a dude out of nowhere can see it? When the kids can, they don't say nothing because it scares them, but they can see it. He must see it. So what does he think he's doing? MC felt alone, desolate. He stalked out of the house and stood on the porch, unable to fathom his father or to think what to do. Soon, the children came, grabbing at him. Swiftly, he shook them off and roughly shoved them away. He raced for his pole and climbed it as Macy happily leaped up on the junk. She pulled out a chrome strip bent into a small stick. She commenced to beat the pole with it, causing piercing vibrations along its length. 
Jones came out of the house and stood on the steps, watching his children jumping around like crazy. Where they got their energy in the heat, he never know, his look seemed to say. They surely could be foolish one minute and with good sense the next. He gazed up at MC on this pole with a look of pride for his difference, but with caution too. You stay on the mountain, you hear? He called the MC. Keep these kids to home until I come off from work. When MC paid him no attention, he added, I'll be going in a minute. Jones went inside. When he came out a few minutes later, MC still said not a word to him. He wouldn't even give a glance down at Jones's leaving. He wouldn't pay any mind to the kids less interested in saying goodbye to their father than they were in play fighting one another to be first to climb MC's pole. Later, MC thought, tell him just like the dude told me, it's sliding down, makes no sense to stay. We have to leave. He can't say no, can he? MC sat up, sat up straight with his hands folded over his knees. Relaxed now, he was prepared for his mother's coming home for the dude. But evening was still a long way off. Jones had come from work a little after 4.30. He had worked a full day, but the foreman at the mill had told him no use for him to come back before next week, since everybody in the yard felt strong and there probably would be no sickness before then. Jones would have no work for the rest of this week. Now Jones scraped his feet on the floorboard as he eased down next to MC on the first step below the front porch. MC caught a whiff of Jones' freshly washed hair. He gave off an odor of Fale's naphtha, as did his skin. They breathed the wind, gusting and dying, the trees giving off a sweet, hot scent. Just about to smell the fall coming, Jones said. In another week or two, I will for sure. Lenny Pooh, Harper, and Macy Pearl stood around the edge of the porch. They wanted to go into the into Harrington and waited, fidgeting for either MC or Jones to release them. Most of the time, the children were in MC's care, but when Jones was home, he usually took over. When he was too tired to bother with them, he would let MC be their judge. All right, boys and girls, I am going to stop here and just continue reading. We're now in chapter four of MC Higgins the Great, written by Virginia Hamilton. I'll keep reading. Take care. Goodbye.